Bidzy Small Business Society number 157. You're listening to Bidzy Small Business Society. I'm Rob Barisoff. We talk to small business owners about what makes their small business successful. Connect with Bidzy Small Business Society at bidzy.com and grow your business. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers post projects for free in any of over 100 categories, including all types of home renovation, landscaping, cleaning services, photography, and many, many more. Now, if you're a business, Bidzy.com is a great way to find new customers because you are automatically notified each time a customer posts a project in your subscribed categories. So for example, let's say you own a roofing company and a customer posts a project in our roofing category. You are automatically notified via email or text and you can submit a bid at bidzy.com or use our internal chat system to introduce yourself to the customer and give them reasons why they should use you to complete their project. Monthly subscriptions start at $14.99. That's $14.99 per month for unlimited access to new customers and unlimited bidding at bidzy.com. Email rob at bidzy.com for more details or start your 30-day free trial now at bidzy.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bidzy Small Business Society. Today I'm chatting with Matt Rudlinger. Matt is the owner of Triple R Marketing and uses his 20-plus years of sales and marketing experience to help small businesses and Fortune 500 companies alike become leaders in their industry. He also developed a successful app called Fanvius. Matt believes that we create the most value and subsequently success when we create remarkable customer experiences. Welcome, Matt. Thanks for taking the time today. Can you first tell us more about yourself than about what projects you're working on today? Thanks for having me on your show. Really, look, I'm happy to be here. So, um, so yeah, we work with businesses on their social media, with their web design, promo products, and creating customer customer experiences. Um, we also have the app, like you mentioned. We just came out with our second version, our our latest versions, where we can customize the app for a venue or college. Uh, which is kind of where we're going after going after. Um, so it would be their app and we would power it. And we also then the latest news is uh, really not super new, but this year we also purchased a caramel business, caramel making business. So we've got a lot of things going on, but the caramels really work well with our story of customer experience and we use that in other marketing materials as well. So tell us what exactly does the app do? What do you do with Fanvius? With Fanvius, we would obviously we need to we have to work out with the venue, but it would be their app, and the fan would be able to order food and merchandise and have it delivered to their seat through the app. All right, interesting. Yeah, uh, streamlines the process, gets people engaged, uh, obviously with a new product as well, right? Absolutely, and then it also creates uh, an op- option um, to where. If the venues and the colleges want, they can create fan experiences. So you can reward your high-spending fans, like maybe high-fiving a team for the game or something like that. So creating ways to reward fans for their loyalty and spending money with your with your organization. 
Yeah, obviously in marketing and social media, you understand the power of that engagement. It sounds like you're bringing that to the table. Now, Matt, take us back 20 years. How did you first get started in sales and marketing? What did you really see as an opportunity to apply those skills in opening your own marketing agency? Well, I started the business about 12 years ago. The first time I got in sales was I was worked for a plumbing supply house for about 10 years selling plumbing supplies. And when Super I first, glamorous, right? <laughs> yeah, it was uh, you know, I could we could go through all kind of uh funny punts on, on that one. So <laughs> it's uh yeah, I you know, it was just really weird that the 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 owner of the company called me. I was working for a mechanical contractor, actually where my dad worked, um, doing AutoCAD design. It's kind of where I got my back, graphic background. And the guy called and said, hey, we'd like for you to come in and do sales for us because you understand the industry. And I was like, oh, okay, you know. Um, but ended up op- uh, branching one of the uh, a new division, if you will, of the, the company. And we grew it astronomical all over southern Indiana. So and that's when I n- knew that I understood the, the customer and uh, could make the sales. Understood how to scale exactly, right? Absolutely. I think it's, you know, we're not, I think it's always been that way to some degree, but we're no longer B2B or B2C. I mean, especially with technology today, we're, we're, we're B2B, we're people to people. And if, you know, taking that aspect and getting to know customers, what their needs are and how to communicate with them, you know, that's, that's the key to sales right there. So, Matt, what methods are you using to really engage with and grow your client base or your audience? And I want you to help the aspiring entrepreneur understand some things about really gaining some traction in what seems like a cluttered and noisy social media landscape. Well, you have to, I mean, to capture the attention of somebody that doesn't know who you are, you have to understand how they're wired. You know, the way I'm wired is different than my 17 year old daughter, you know, they, the different generations have different ways that they like to be, um, communicated to. And, you know, you have to realize that when you're marketing, really you're competing against friends and family across the board. Um, when you're going on, you know, talking about social media and so businesses have to understand how to create stories to capture attention um, because we don't pay attention to advertising anymore. I think we, we can all, pretty, you know, for the most part, you know, if you're watching TV, what happens when a, when a commercial comes on? You grab your phone, right? Or you fast forward on the PVR. <laughs> That's right. You know, and, and, and research shows that uh, like 80-something percent of us, that's what we do. So we're always being entertained. We, we have to be entertained anymore because of what technology is just has us so wired to everything. So how do you break through that so that customers can hear your message? And that's where you have to know how to communicate, how to create stories. And when you focus on creating customer experiences, people will talk about their experience with your company and that creates a story and grabs attention. So it's kind of understanding where your audience is at. How can you um, promote what you have through your existing clients or if you're if you don't have clients and you're just getting started, how can you convey a story with your advertising without just saying, "Here's what I do, here's what I do," but walk me through something that grabs my attention, has a beginning, has an ending, has emotional attachment to it. 
Yeah, so much of brand building revolves around telling that story. So how do we most effectively tell that story? Are we using video now? Are we sending out email marketing blasts once a week? Um, are we just doing Facebook posts? What are we doing exactly, Matt, to be most effective in today's landscape, would you say? Well, again, it depends on who your clients are. So from from, from myself, you know, I'm, I love texting, you know, and some people are like, oh, I don't like texting. My my kids like the FaceTime. See, and I think that's the difference between – that's the diff- difference in generations. Like Generation um, X is is very about text. Millennials are captured by image. And the Generation Z coming up, they're all about video. So you have to know who your clients are and you have to convey your message through the media that they have grown up with and are attached to. So it's kind of really understanding who they are and uh, what platforms they're on and then creating that story, if you will, to grab their attention. Yep, great stuff. I love how you put the narrative of that. Great. Now, let's talk more about social media. What, in your opinion, is going to be the dominant social media platform, let's say 12 to 24 months from now, Matt? Hmm, that's a good one. You know, I think Snapchat has definitely grabbed on quite quite well. Now, I'm not going to sit, you know, we're doing research on on that platform to see kind of where it's going, so to say exactly where it's at. But, you know, the younger generation seems to really gravitate to that. But, you know, Facebook's been doing a lot of things to kind of keep up with the changes. You know, they just they came out with Facebook Live a few months ago, and they seem to be the most uh, the the most advanced platform as far as changing with the time. So I don't, you know, I still think Facebook's going to be really strong right now with your millennials and your generate, you know, like Generation X and baby boomers. But I don't think it's going to be as effective with in the next four years. I mean, you'll still have you'll still have your audience that that won't go away. But if you look at the younger generation, they're not on Facebook. They're on the Snapchats, and you know who's who knows what's going to be next coming up that they gravitate to. But they're not on there because they don't want no one in their business. And Snapchat is all about video. Um, you know, just a really quick way to send video to select select group people. So you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. But those two are very. Um, very active, I would say, and I know Twitter's. You know, I think Twitter's looking to make some changes more on a video video platform as well. But those would be the two that I would say you're still going to hear about here in the next 12, 24 months. Yeah, I think it's hard to ignore Facebook, just so ubiquitous. And I mean, I think they're taking another chunk out of Snapchat's uh, user base with Instagram Stories now too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Facebook is. You know, everybody used to complain. Well, they they made another change. You know, but there's a reason why they did that, and by doing those changes, they're staying up with the, you know, the different generations and uh, adapting to our our habits. So, you know, you can't uh, you can't knock out Facebook at any moment. Man, my feed is jammed up with Facebook Live videos all the time, man. Now, I want to talk more about your journey. Talk about your challenges, Matt. What sticks out in your mind as your biggest challenge that you faced in business or otherwise? And our listeners are typically looking for some of the actionable steps that you took to really embrace and overcome that challenge. My biggest challenge has always been time. Uh, you've always, you know, there's only so much time in the day. And how do you get the most of it? And... 
you know, for me, it was understanding the value of my time. So what, what is my time worth to me? And um, as far as, when, as looking at it as, as a business model, you know, so what I mean by that is when I do what I do, if it can generate, just, let's just make easy numbers here. Let's say I, I'm worth $100 an hour and we're doing what I do. Why would I be doing anything else like going to the go get the mail or running checks or something like when I can hire somebody for less to take care of that for me? Sounds like a page out of the four-hour work week, right? Uh, well, yeah, I guess it is in that. But that is definitely um, – you know, and that's hard in the beginning because when you don't have that revenue coming in – you know, it's hard. You're like, okay, that's an expense. And so that was a hard, that was a really hard uh, hurdle for me to swallow because, you know, it's just like adding the expense to your books. But once you do that, you realize that now your time, you have more time to do to work, well, out of the book, the e-myth. You need to work on your business, not in your business. And that's definitely uh, – uh, the hardest was the hardest hurdle that I had as far as to get to the next level with my business. So how does that startup, that new entrepreneur really balance all of the different moving parts, all of the different tasks with that, you know, putting that value on their time? Well, I mean, you, you can take baby steps. Uh, there's so many, there's, I mean, there's so many platforms out there now where you can get, you know, someone to take care of your accounting, you know, get a, get a hold of a good accountant and tell them, what you're kind of looking to do, you know, you'll, you'll find something that will even work with you as you grow. Uh, you know, but I want to hire you for four hours a week to take care of my books. And, you know, what can you do? Then what can I do? You know, can, you can start small. You um, say put a cap on that four hours, right? Don't go past those four hours. That would be an actionable step, I guess, right? Yeah. Just say I can afford to pay you to do this much. And then when you reach that stop and I'll do what's left, but you'll find out that that's four hours that you had, uh, that you were spending on entering invoices and receipts, what have you, that you could be generating sales and growing your business. So now you're actually making money those four hours versus it costing you, costing you. And then you could take that whole that whole um, concept even to you know get a home, getting a hold of a temp service to have somebody you know come in and, and do other things in your office or whatever you may, whatever you may need. So I mean, just baby steps. Yeah, I think just uh, deciding what's going to generate value and what's actually taking away. Yeah, great stuff. Now, Matt, what rewards do you take away from entrepreneurship? Why is it so great to be Matt Rudlinger? Oh, gosh, where do I start? You know, <laughs> what, I, what I really love is the network of people that I've been able to meet and I get to work with every day because they become – they really become friends. And, you know, the, 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 uh, the world of entrepreneur – you know, the cool thing is, is that we like to help each other out and you get to know people and you can you make those connections and then you get to sit back and watch them prosper from those connections and kind of see where they go. I mean, I think that's a really that's a rewarding part as, uh, as being an entrepreneur, just to, to be able to help others and see them succeed in their dreams and their goals. Yeah, we're all in this together, man, right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, I you know, I think if most people would go back and look at their clients and they really kind of do the uh, tree back, you know, the roots back to where that connection came from, 
I think most people realize it's it's through some sort of networking event or some referral or some sort of introduction, you know. So we definitely have to stick together and, and get through this. Or just a conversation on a podcast, Matt, just like this. That's right. Now, yeah, yeah. So we're talking about our networks. Can you talk about some of the influencers that you might follow online or otherwise for your own inspiration and motivation? I've got a lot of them. Um, I definitely follow Jay Bear. He's got several books. Um, you know, I, I really enjoy Jeffrey Gittimer. Uh, we, I mean, Scott Ross is another great one to read. Uh, Gary V. He's he's always got some good insight. <laughs> you know, so uh, you know, and then the man upstairs. That's my that's my big inspiration. So uh, just all of them together. Always always a student and trying to learn and to grow my own my own inner self as well. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Some powerful influencers there. Absolutely. Now, I'm going to shift a bit here. Matt, do you love to win or hate to lose and why? Well, I love to win. I mean, I think we all we all love to win. Um, hate to lose. I hate to lose if I don't learn anything. Um, you know, there's, we're all going to stumble in, uh, in business. It's, it's, there's no bulletproof with everything. But you know, if you can uh, take a failure and learn from it, then it's then it's definitely it has value to it. But I do, you know, I definitely definitely like to win. Um, I I like seeing others win as well. So when others win, I feel like I win. So kind of a I don't know if I went around the question, but that's kind of where I feel about it. <laughs> now, Matt, give us something actionable. What do you do to wind down after a long or stressful day? Well, um, I always love sp- spending time with my family and. Uh, Putting the phone, you know, try to put the phone down, shut it off, even if it's for short spurts. Um, that's always a good way to unwind and just get away. And uh, that's that's my favorite. Uh, I do like taking walks as well. Again, no no phone on me, no technology at the hip, um, even if they're for short spurts. So I, I think that's key. We we've got so much technology on us. We're always connected. But once in a while, just taking small breaks away from that um, really helps relax me and kind of refocus. Yep, absolutely. Matt, boil this thing down for us. What is the one thing you want to share with our listeners about succeeding with their social media and marketing strategy? Learn to create experiences. Um, and what I mean by that is create stories that people are worth that is worth sharing because satisfied customers don't tell stories. So while you're looking at your advertising dollars, learn to put put money towards creating experiences because society's changing and you know people are getting it's to a point where we will pay more for experiences so as a business you have a choice you can either have a bigger marketing budget or you can start creating customer experiences so when you say satisfied customers don't don't tell stories are you saying kind of the naysayers have a louder voice out there is that what you mean sort of or no what i'm saying is what i'm saying is if i if i See an ad in the paper. Let's say, uh, let's see, let's say I see an ad for paper for a shirt for ten bucks, and I go to the store and they say thanks for coming. And I go there, I find the shirt, I buy it. The lady says, "Did you find everything you were looking for?" Yes, I did. I pay and I leave. I am satisfied with that transaction. Okay, but I am not going to tell anybody about my experience that I went there and got that shirt. Okay. So, and I, that's kind of a generic example, but something has to happen in that 
the time from when I walked into that door to I left that door, something's going to have to happen that's unique and create surprisingly maybe to where I'm going to tell anybody else about that trip that I went to the store. Otherwise, I'll tell nobody. And if I'm unhappy and if they're lucky, I'll tell them about it because most people don't tell when they're unhappy. They just leave. 91, 91, I think it was 91% of customers that are unhappy. They just leave. They don't even tell you. So if a customer ever tells you that they're unhappy, you should thank them because you can learn from it. So, you know, um, I, I have a story um, that I talk about when I went to a restaurant once. And when I went in there, the waiter asked if it was our first time there. And I told him it was. Came over and shook my hand, okay? Which, is, which I thought was kind of weird. It's like, hey, really appreciate you coming in. All of a sudden, now everybody else, all the other waiters and waitresses in the restaurant, just as they're walking by, hey, thanks for coming in today. Thank, they all thanked me. At the end of the meal, the manager came over. It was a barbecue place. Said, hey, had you had, have you had a chance to try all of our sauces? I was like, yes, we did, and they were really good. Which, which one's your favorite? Uh, I told him the one. He's like, I'm going to send you home with that, and I'm going to bring you a little sliver of our buttermilk pie. He goes, you got to try it. I'm like, okay. It was amazing. I mean, I, I felt like, you know, the king in there. So what <laughs> do I do? I tell everybody about this place. Now, what's the ROI on a bottle of barbecue sauce and a piece of pie? I have no idea, but all I know is – Hundreds of people have heard the story about how that company treats their customers, and many have went there to experience the same thing. And that's the concept that businesses have to understand, that their customers create a way that your customers are your cheerleaders for your business. Because if a business says they're great, nobody cares. But if a customer says you're great, man, people listen and they want to be a part of it. So that's where businesses have to understand that. They have to understand, you know, doing customer journey maps, understanding every touch point that they have with the customer. How can they make that better? How can they be unique? Such a great story, Matt. Yeah, I just really think that, uh, you know, with those great experiences, you are creating those brand ambassadors out there for you, essentially doing free marketing for you. I know, like, and trust my friends. And if they, uh, you know, they promote your business, it's very likely that I'm going to head in there and I'll be promoting your business in kind as well if you treat me that exact same way. Matt, I love that story. Any other insights you can add to that? Uh, just, you know, that's where I would keep the focus on the experience. That's the best uh, advice that I can give uh, anyone getting started is understand the value of your time and learn to create experiences because that is key to propelling your business to the next level. Love it, man. This has been great. So if people want to learn more about Triple R Marketing and how you can help their business or if they want to you know, take a look at the Fanvius app, how can they find you? Uh, the Fanvius app is on both the Apple and the Android market. Now, that's our – I'll just go and let you know. That's more of our uh, test model because we're working you know, to be branded in the venues. So hopefully you'll be able to go in the venues and you'll see Powered by Fanvius. We're kind of behind the scenes, if you will. Um, to connect with me, the best way is just, you could email me. Uh, it's Matt, M-A-T-T, at Triple R Marketing. And it's spelled out T-R-I-P-L-E-R Marketing.com. And you can Google me. Uh, you'll see pages and pages of information about me. I'm on Twitter and LinkedIn and Facebook. So be happy to connect. 
Matt, this has been great. Powerful insights you've given us today, powerful resources and tools we can use today to improve our businesses. Thanks so much for taking the time to join me on Bidzy Small Business Society, man. You take care. Thank you. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, if you're looking for a service provider or a local professional, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, if you're looking for new customers or a way to expand your customer base, sign up for your 30-day free trial today at Bidzy.com. Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. Go to Bidzy.com for information and resources on how you can grow your business. Support Bidzy Small Business Society by writing a review and giving us a five-star rating in iTunes. Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bidzy Small Business Society today.